Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Lifestyle Business Sweet Spot. My name is Stevie and this podcast is dedicated to showing you the ambitious, intelligent, current or aspiring online business owner or course creator, how to build a business that prioritizes time, freedom, happiness, and deep impact over relentless scale at any cost. If you aspire to a business that allows you to impact people at scale whilst working five-hour days with a lean remote team and high profit margins, this podcast is dedicated to showing you how. Ready to hit the lifestyle business sweet spot? Head to thecoursecartel.com forward slash training and we will send you a completely customized training with the entire path laid out for you. Welcome to the podcast today. Today, I wanted to bring you, and I do this every now and then, uh, a client inside of our Launchpad program that can act as a little bit of a possibility portal for anyone that's thinking about creating and launching a course. Because I know for me, I stood on the sidelines for way too long. If I ever think about like the one regret I have, it is that I didn't start earlier. And so I wanted to bring you someone today who I really respect and admire in the way that she has approached growing her business and also now her digital course uh, and uh, talk about her journey over the last year inside of the Launchpad program. So hi, Britt, a huge welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I just want to say I have manifested this moment, so I'm very, very excited. No, like when I joined Launchpad, I was like, oh, like, because I would listen to all the interviews you did with students too, because that was definitely a thing for me that inspired and motivated me. 
yeah. um, to hear those real stories. Um, and I was like, oh, imagine like maybe one day when like my course is done, like maybe Stevie will interview me. So I'm so here we are. <laughs> I know it's so crazy. So I'm really excited to be here. Well, let everyone know who you are and uh, your course. Yeah, so I'm Brittany. Uh, my business is The Social Britify. That's sort of my online persona as well. And I am a social media manager initially. Um, and I started dabbling in coaching um, as not everyone was at that management stage for their either their budget or their business um, where they were currently at. And it kind of just blossomed and grew um, before my eyes, kind of got out of control <laughs> um, in a good way. Um, but I really needed that next step and I knew I wanted to create an online program for people to either do in their own time um, or I really didn't have any idea what I wanted to do but I knew I needed something um, as I had people at my door telling me I want to work with you I want to work with you and I was like okay I just don't have anything right now Um, so that's where Conquer Your Content has now grown from um, and that's why I joined Launchpad to kind of I had an idea in my head of what I wanted to do but I really just had no idea what the first step was so that's why I'm a, a diehard launch putter now. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's go back to like this time last year. <laughs> Where were you in your business? Because I think like I resonate with you a lot, Britt, because obviously mm-hmm. my background is social media management and I just think it is one of the most underrated professions out there because Mm -hmm. there is so much involved in it often not an understanding of that from the client side and often you know that's completely innocent we just don't know what goes into it and it's a lot it's a lot right so (laughs) let me know a little bit about yeah where you were this time last year and I think we're about a month off you coming into Launchpad right Mm -hmm. yes so oh like you said, I mean, we could do a whole probably podcast on the world of social media management <laughs> and that's for another time. Social media manager. Why don't we do it? That sounds so good. Um, yeah, I think we need a support group like government funding yes. therapy. Um, again, story for another time. But as much as I did love working with my clients and the business I had grown with that, of I was feeling really stuck. Um, I had at that point brought on a team member who is still with me now to um, work with some of the clients because I just had the inquiries and I just didn't have the capacity. There really is a limit with social media management, how many clients you can take on. Um, literally, you can't even log into that many Instagram accounts on your phone. Um, so, you know, the world's trying to tell you something when you're trying to balance 10 to 12 clients by yourself. Um, wow. So I had brought on a team member. She was taking on clients I couldn't facilitate, um, but I still had inquiries. And I would get inquiries that were like, oh, I want to do social media management. I'd be like, great, let's jump on a call. Um, and then I'd tell them the price and the, you know, what's involved with that process. A lot of people think it's kind of handed off and, and be done with it, but there's actually quite a lot of involvement from the client, which they don't realize. So they'd be like, okay, um, maybe I need some coaching. And I kind of was just like, oh, I just don't have anything. Don't have a program set out. It was all in my head. Um, and I was just feeling so unbelievably stuck with, I was overwhelmed with clients, but I also had this big passion project in the back of my mind that like I couldn't take any action on because mostly because of time as well. Um, I just seriously had no time on my hands. Um, but then also I just, um, I didn't know what step to take first. I was so lost and 
luckily for me, I hadn't really kind of dived into looking for people to help me yet, which I think was a good thing. And somehow I stumbled upon Stevie. I don't remember if it was a paid ad or just something had come up in my feed um, for her, like, uh, was it your course plan workshop? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you know, that's a free thing. I'll just do it. Um, I think I was listening to it while trying to do client work at the same time, which probably wasn't the best idea. But halfway through the first day, um, I was like, oh, my God, I think this is the woman for me. So it was like I just had this, I don't know, This it landed in my lap and I was like, I just have to take this chance because I know for a fact that one year later I do not want to be sitting in the same position. I want to change this situation. Um, and I can definitely say that's the case. So did you ever like... So was it always in, I'm always so curious about this. So for me, I always knew like courses for my chair. I was always going to do it. Mm -hmm. Did you, and do you still actually don't know this about you, Britt? Like, do you have aspirations for uh, an agency or a big team or have you ever, or have courses always been on your mind? Definitely. As I started to grow, um, Everyone was telling me whether it was, you know, my family and all with good intentions, my partner, um, other business owners around me, other social media managers, they were like, oh, you know, you've got your first um, team member, like now get your second, get your third, maybe we can get your workspace. And I was just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Um, It didn't feel like the natural progression as much as I kind of I'm sure that would be great and I probably would enjoy aspects of it. I really like kind of being a one woman show. <laughs> um and as much as I love my team member now and maybe I envision, you know, maybe two or three more, just the agency thing for me wasn't where I currently like I just didn't see that as mm. what was going to actually be realistic for me. I still didn't want to be going to an office every day. I didn't want to be managing people and then managing their clients as well as, you know, my clients. Like I still felt like it was just more work and I Not that I'm against work or, you know, working long days in the office. I just really wanted to be building something that was mine and that really felt like my connection to my to my students instead of like this connection to clients, which in a way you're working for their business and building and working really, really hard to to build and grow their business, which is great and amazing. And I do still love that. But I wanted to build and create something of my own that I could really bring people into my community. I'm always curious yeah. about the agency thing. Like I, like I used to just be allergic of the word. Like when people yeah. would say to me, like, you need to grow. Like, oh yeah, you should like bring people on. And like, I remember having like chats with business friends and they're like, we're going to have like a big agency. And I was like, because I've worked in ad agencies before. And I was like, mm. there is no way that I want to like replicate the life that I had with the business that's like my little baby and I love so much. Yeah, I just, I I felt the same way. I was like, oh, that just doesn't seem like me. Um, I'm very much the face of what I do as well and my clients want to work with me Mm -hmm. and me personally. Um, So, yeah, I feel like it would be really unaligned and disingenuous of me to just bring on 10 people and bring in all these clients and just hand them off to other people. It, It just, it didn't feel right. Um, and I just, yeah, it, 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 I, I, I think people don't choose to work with agencies for a reason as well. People like to work with freelancers and smaller businesses. Um, mm. So, yeah, it was a big no for me. 
So tell me about, okay, so tell me about the course creation journey. I'm happy to start wherever you want, but (laughs) tell me about like the journey to where you are now, I guess. So, yeah, I suppose it would, uh, like you said, a month out, I joined Launchpad. So it was about December um, that I signed the dotted line. I remember we were DMing on Instagram and I was just like, oh, I feel sick. I feel happy. I'm excited. No, I feel nervous. I don't know. It was just this like roller coaster. Yeah. Um, And I went to dinner with my family that night and like trying to explain to your family that you're doing a course about building a course. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's a course course. And I I still call it that to the day when I'm talking to them. It's my course course. It's my course hilarious. Course. I should probably um, call it business, the course course. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's the best way to explain it and people really get it. Um, so, yeah, I started working through the program, um, really dove in head first and then kind of you kind of have those moments where you're like, I can do this. Oh, God, that that feels really overwhelming. And you kind of ride that, I would say, throughout the program as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like courses, like to your point, like it is like the biggest roller coaster of emotions because it's so mm-hmm. tied to like you as a personal brand and you're doing yeah. something for the first time when you're already an expert in something else. And mm-hmm. I know it brings up all of the ish, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And when you kind of have this certain expectation in your head of like what you're going to put out there and what you're going to do, and then you start to, you know, test things and speak to your, um, audience about things and ask questions and you're kind of like okay that's not what they want you have to course correct literally um yeah it it, you kind of like oh maybe this isn't the right thing maybe I've made the wrong choice but with the support of the team I was able to really refine what it is I really wanted to do um and I think the biggest thing for me that had was the biggest block before I had joined Launchpad I just was like putting off the creating the course like Mm. I would open Canva and just like sit there Mm. and like I had it all in my head but the actual doing part was so hard so when I got to that foundation round where I actually had to like sort of sell it um and then I would have students waiting for me to create it that was actually really the kick up the butt that I needed um because otherwise I just would have played around with it I would have been making like the first slide in Canva making it really pretty and changing the pattern 400 times (laughs) I know that's me as a person like I feel like I need like the incentive uh and your foundation around like talk me through the process so for anyone that's coming into the podcast for the first time we have a foundation round which is um, getting paid essentially to mm-hmm. create your course uh, and doing a whole lot of work on offer creation and all of the things beforehand. Talk me through that for you. Yeah, I was super excited to launch it as I really felt like the the steps inside Launchpad's getting me to that point. That's like honestly probably the most insightful component you'll ever like go through in your in the journey. Um, so I really felt like I had nailed it. Um, I had a bunch of warm leads that I'd spoken to in market research calls. I had clients, little potential clients that had emailed me waiting, waiting for this thing that I was coming out with. Um, so I was really, really excited and to, you know, sometimes they're just those success stories where it's like, it just worked out. Like I just did feel the spots. Um, I had, you know, students and people that had been following me for a really long time, just really excited to jump in on the offer. And um, luckily, I had done all that prior work, which really just made that a really smooth sailing process. Um, I think even you said to me after on our milestone call, like, could you have sold more spots? And I was like, yeah, I could have. But 
I just wanted to just stop it there and just like kind of then move into that process of delivering the content because that's where I really needed that like deadline. (laughs) So once I filled the spots, I was just like, oh my God, now I really have this reason um, to create this course. And I was so excited to like bring it all to life. So time was like a reason why you were thinking about not creating a course. How did you find Mm -hmm. the time for it? Um, Definitely you have to learn to prioritize like, okay, so I have all these clients that are really important to me, but I also have this project that's really important to me. Um, I did have to put my foot on the brake pedal um, with bringing on new clients. Um, And even, you know, my team member, I wouldn't, I wasn't just going to palm everything off to her as well. Um, Mm -hmm. She has her own business and her own life and I can't build up everything on her shoulders. So I chose to really prioritize this. And because the the way that the foundation round works is you're getting paid to do it, um, you can really start to cut back on client work and allow that foundation round to replace that that revenue. So not only was I creating a course, but I was getting paid to do it. Um, and I found the time by moving along some clients that I would probably be moving along in the very near future anyway and also saying no to tasks that didn't and and projects that didn't really need to happen at that time Um, and I just chose to really like hone in and focus on that foundation round because I knew that was what was going to like leapfrog me like you know six weeks sorry it was eight weeks in eight weeks time I will have a full course and if I can do this and get through this I've like achieved exactly the thing I wanted to do when I came into Launchpad, mm-hmm. even though there was so much more ahead of me. Yeah, I love that. And I love like, because I feel like it's like this seesaw act where you're like, oh, I don't have the time, but this thing is going to give me time, but I have to like, <laughs> like make the time so it makes it quite difficult. And yeah. I think like two things you said then, and it's interesting that you said it because I've actually just created like another piece of content on this exact thing about not having the time and then like replacing that word of I don't have the time with like I'm not prioritizing this at the moment and seeing Mm. how that feels and I heard that like said to me or I saw it somewhere and I was like that is transformational because it's like what is the priority for you and like you've got to think about so there's the urgent but not important tasks and then there's the really important things that you need to make a priority in order to make like the things that you really care about long-term a priority. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important point. And I think the other thing as well is like that seesaw of like service work versus like your course, having that foundation round and being able to like get paid to create it means that you've got the space of like that eight weeks or whatever to dial back the burner of client Mm -hmm. work so that you can get the thing done yeah oh 100% it made like if I didn't have that opportunity to do that I the course would still be the one canvas slide um Mm -hmm. as much as it's in my head and I've made you know ideas and lists and brain dumps I really needed that that foundation round to accelerate me forward and and to be able to do that while earning money to do it, mm-hmm. um, it's invaluable. And I could have like left Launchpad there, like, you know, cancelled my membership and be like, I'm so happy with this. Like I could have stopped there and I would have been absolutely thrilled because that was, uh, I, I finished that like mid-May, uh, the foundation round. And mm-hmm. like I'd been in the program for five months and I'd created a full course and been paid. So I got 
you know, my full money's worth, I achieved my goal, which really at the end of the, end of the day, like my goal was just to create a course. Like, mm. and Launchpad has given me so many more opportunities outside of that. So mm. by that point, I was like so happy and satisfied. Um, and I still don't even know what's out there in the future for me, but there's still so much I can do with it. So yeah, even just for those five months, it was so worth it. Amazing. And I think like, that's the big thing. Like you want to, like you, you decide you're going to create a course and then you become a course creator and that's amazing. And then it's almost like when you got to that point, Britt, like you're kind of at the starting line. And yeah. what I really admire about how you have approached this journey is that I feel like the journey of being a course creator is this journey of like ongoing like optimization and constantly iterating and improving. And I feel like there's this real like rhetoric and I get it because it sells things and like I get why people do it but they're like I don't know like there's this weird expectation that is perpetuated by the industry because people talk Mm -hmm. about it about how you come in and you have these like crazy massive launches and then you you know and these wild successes and then you like double your income overnight (laughs) and it's like that's all well and good, but like, it's not a reality for the rest of the world. So why do we like seem to believe it when it comes to online courses? Mm -hmm. And all of that is to say, like, I feel like, um, a lot of the upfront work was done by you, like in that kind of period. And then it becomes that process of, okay, how do we continually iterate and optimize? And that's why Mm -hmm. like inside of Launchpad, we don't want to just do the foundation round and then you're left on your merry way because it's like that's where it actually kind of starts to get a bit hard. Um, So I would love to talk through like the rest of your journey so far and really from the perspective of someone that I think is quite similar to me in in the sense that you're a perfectionist, you've got like (laughs) the big goals, you want to do like all of the things and Um, some of the like highs and challenges that come along with that. I'm sure I will record my own like very honest podcast episode about all of that at some stage, but <laughs> I'd love to know, yeah, like what is it like behind the scenes as you go on that course creation journey after that initial first launch? Yeah. How did I know you're going to use the word uh, perfectionist? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say it in a loving way and I say yeah. it with like the benefit of like me being the ultimate. I call myself a recovering perfectionist. Mm. I yep. don't think I'm where you at recovering. I think I'm still very current, but I'm very aware. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I can call yes. myself out on it. So um, really, I think from that point, once I'd done the foundation round, I was like, okay, I have this starting point now. I don't feel like I'm at the bottom of the mountain when I mm-hmm. started the program. I feel like I can, I'm at this point where I can see, okay, this is what the students said about that foundation round. And I had developed such great relationships with those foundation students because a lot of them were longtime followers or we'd work together in different capacities. So they were able to be really upfront and, you know, honest. um, And they gave me really great feedback and they were really engaged throughout the whole process as well, which was so helpful. Um, No one, you know, likes doing lives to no one there. Um, So to have that connection and and conversation each week was amazing. Um, And from that point, it was just to pretty much revise what I'd done, improve it and get it to a point where I was able to launch um, properly. Um, And I think I I could never say like, I I just did it, you know, during my Monday to Friday, like um, there was lots of Sunday afternoons, evenings, um, you know, my partner cooked dinner probably more times than he should have every few weeks. 
um, and Thanks sitting in partners, your by the way. How do we do it without our partners? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And I, I, I kind of prefaced to my friends and family, like, hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to be, you know, semi-available. Um, just can, can we all just get through this period and then I'll be a human again. <laughs> and I don't like ever want to pretend, not that I'm glamorizing, like, you know, shutting yourself away and really focusing on something, but um, I, I had to do that. Again, this was my priority and I really wanted to make this happen. And mm-hmm. once I got through that foundation round, you see the next like milestone to get to like, okay, doing my first like live launch, you, you kind of just have to do all the things and there's no real way around that. Um, mm-hmm. I just would explain kind of the course creation process as that is just doing all the things and getting to the next until you get to the next milestone and I think it's okay to say that like I think it's okay like I think anything worthwhile like it would concern me if you came to me and you were like I created my course and it took me 14 (laughs) hours or like whatever it is and it's like okay well number one the client experience and like the actual content is probably not that great yeah and one thing I've really noticed is like the more like you invest in something, like this is the leverage that comes with a course. Like the more that you invest, for example, in great curriculum, right? And I have Mm. no doubt that your curriculum is epic because you're an expert at what you do. And like the more that you invest in like epic curriculum, for example, upfront and amazing sales assets and things upfront, the more leverage you actually have on the back end. So it actually doesn't serve you to glamorize not doing much work at the beginning because then you just end Mm -hmm. up on this like hamster wheel of constantly having to sustain yeah I um definitely I just I knew from the beginning when I joined and I was starting to work through all the content I was like do just do what Stevie says don't do the cheaper program that you know you get the limited experience and say you're going to fix it later don't go on the other email program that you know doesn't have the features you need and say you'll fix it later Mm -hmm. do everything you know within your means and your budget as much as you can, but do everything to make it the best and what it can be without overanalyzing, overthinking and spending too much time on it. So you don't have to fix these like things that are like will cause you road bumps and issues for the client experience or, you know, your marketing, whatever it's going to be like, just follow the guidelines that I had just been like laid out. I was like, I, I you know, I paid for this, you know, my hand to be held. I'm going to hold these people's hands and they're going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do exactly that. And mm-hmm. Yeah, as as much as there, I had to, you know, there was lots of hours spent, you know, like that it could have been at the beach, but I just knew if I, I get this right and I take the steps and follow the path that's been walked before by so many successful people, I can have that too. And I think just doing it right, you'll learn and you'll make mistakes and you, you'll correct and make changes, but doing it right from the beginning, yeah. At least you you don't have to like change a whole course portal over when you've created the whole thing. That's, I was just like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> but like, changing like hard work up front, like yeah. work hard up front. Like I will just say, like I'm so grateful to like old me for like being the worker <laughs> bee because it gets you to yeah. the point where you actually start to experience the leverage, mm-hmm. and then you've got to learn to like accept it, and that's a whole other thing. But <laughs> like, it's just yeah, like. I think I'm tired and I've talked about it enough and I'll stop talking about it, but I'm just tired of like the glamorization of like mm. there's two things, like pretending that the work doesn't exist, it does exist, but then also on the other side like this glamorization of like 
I have such like a flowy, easy business at the start. I think it's not fair on people that are looking at that and going, what am I doing wrong? When actually we all actually have to do the hard work at the beginning. Um, One thing I did want to ask you is... Mm -hmm. I know like through your like launch period, it was like the roller coaster of emotions, right? <laughs> like I feel like you went through the highs and the lows and you were like, oh my gosh. Um, can you share from the perspective of, I guess just from your perspective of like that kind of like the launch process and any tips you have or takeaways? I know you went through a little bit of a realisation afterwards around how to incorporate things like self-care and looking after Mm -hmm. yourself and all of those sorts of things into the process. Do you have anything you want to share about that? Oh, I I am very much still in the learning um, phase of how to best, you know, approach launch phases and all that stuff. Um, And I'm not, I'm, like I said, I am a perfectionist and I stress and worry and, want everything to be the best it can possibly be yeah and that can take a toll on things such as it takes me more time to get something finished because I yep. want to Same. double check cross check um make it look I, I definitely as well as my brand I have a certain um brand aesthetic and I'm known for certain to be honest the way things can look and be presented so I would mm-hmm. never be wanting to put something into the world that isn't presented the way I want it to be so yep. that meant a few extra hours than maybe a task should have taken and me getting frustrated when something's not working, um, which we all do. We take out in different ways, um, whether it's on our families and partner or ourselves yeah. um, and our own like mental health. So yeah. I'm very lucky to have a partner who is like so supportive and understanding and also is interested in what I'm doing. So we can yeah. talk about it a lot. So I just would say to him on a day, like I maybe would wake up maybe a week out from launch, like, hey, I have this massive to-do list and I'm feeling really anxious about it and I'm not sure if it's going to all get done today, which means it might bleed into tomorrow. Like I'm just letting you know because I really need to focus now and I really need to not maybe cook pasta tonight if that's okay. Can we just get Uber Eats? (laughs) And just keeping that communication up with everyone around you. Um, My team member who was still working with me, my clients also were aware of the process. So at least if you did have a breakdown, they were like, oh, it's because of that. (laughs) They weren't just like blindsided, which can make you as well feel like even more awful because you're like, oh, I can't pull it all together. I can't hold it all together. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I would definitely just say block out time where you can really stop and walk away from it. But if you are okay to do that midnight session, just do it. Like listen to what your body's telling you and and when you need a break, take the break. But if you're feeling you're in that zone of like focus and you can do it, just roll with that. Don't try to like go against the flow of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, That's my probably my biggest tip. So where are we at now, Britt, in terms of your course creation journey? Like where do you want to take this thing? Now looking at the perspective of almost a year as a course creator, a lot of the like grunt work comes in that first year. Um, (laughs) Tell me like how it feels and what the plan is from here. So, gosh, the future is is wide and open. I will say I'm definitely still navigating like what I truly, really want it to be. And I think that's kind of the beauty of it as well. You can continually change, add, remove, 
um, and mold with what's currently going on. Um, I'm planning to like relaunch, um, you know, with revised messaging. Um, a lot has changed in the six months and even the 12 months with Instagram. Um, the conversations have changed. Instagram itself has changed. And that was also one of my biggest fears. I was like, oh gosh, I'm creating an Instagram course and Instagram changes every five minutes. How mm-hmm. can I possibly keep up with that? So I've really had my ear to the ground listening to my current students, what they're going through, um, and also my clients and my audience online to be like, okay, what do you really need now? What support do you need? Um, what do you need help with? And not just creating something and putting something out there that I think I need, but really listening to the market, um, listening to my audience, um, understanding why they follow me, follow me, and yeah, just presenting it again but in a new fresh way and um hopefully it can reach some new people that maybe it didn't connect with the first time um and I don't know I I don't have much of a solid answer to be honest (laughs) continue I actually think like it's interesting like what I I know that we've spoken about this before but the whole messaging side of things like how Mm. how much you need to shift your messaging in between like launches and things at the moment I feel like that's sped up So from like when I had my social media course, I feel like I had the luxury of like being in earlier and almost being the only and not really needing to focus as much on the messaging. Like even hearing you talk about how much that's a huge priority for you. Number one, I'm Mm. proud of you. I'm like, yes. Um, (laughs) But number two, it's like, it just wasn't on my mind back then. And I feel like things have changed so much. And I think you're so right. Like, you know, the and this is like a, a takeaway for anyone that's listening to this that pretty much has any offer at the moment. Like the messaging, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, the messaging that worked for Brit back in, when was your foundation around? May? I launched it in uh, mid-April. Yeah, April. So the messaging mm-hmm. that worked in April, you probably think like, oh, that was, you know, six months ago. We can just roll with that again. Mm-hmm. Actually, you can't. And so like this is the ongoing thing as a course creator. Like you've got to create the course, you've got to create the assets, and then you go into that optimization process. And I think mm-hmm. like the especially with something like Instagram, like, my gosh, you know what I love? Like, it's such, it's so in demand. And the reason why is because it's changing all the time. So it's like, um, but like, you've got to like, listen to like, what do people want right now? Like, what are they saying that their problem is right now? And you've got to um, change the wrapping paper of the things that you've done the hard work up front for. So it's not like you're reinventing the wheel all the time, but you're constantly changing the messaging. And yeah. I know we've spoken about this behind the scenes, but yeah, that's kind of, that's where you're at is what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, true of any course, messaging is, uh, is really important, but definitely in my particular area yeah. um, where I have a handful of incredibly talented competitors, um, colleagues that have created as well amazing programs, mm-hmm. um, have a variety of different types of programs from subscription-based to membership-based to full coaching, um, one-to-one, group coaching. Like There's just a plethora of choice. And the thing is now as well, when I speak to my audience, they know of all the options. They mm-hmm. follow everyone. They see everything. So I really have to find out while staying true to, to, to me and what I feel comfortable, you know, so like, you know, sharing with my audience, um, I do have to figure out what it is that's going to make me 
different and stand out from all of that noise because there's a lot of noise. <laughs> um, and yeah, still providing the support and guidance that they need, but really making sure that my offer um, catches their eye in a way yeah. that hasn't been yeah before. It's that it's that like real point of difference. Like it's like yeah. like being because it's so like either you like the cheaper. You're the cheapest and nobody wants to be the cheapest or you're the best and you're not the best until you've been on market for like a couple of years and you got the testimonials. And so then the third option is differentiation and like how can you provide something in what is a competitive niche, which is actually a freaking amazing thing because it means that there's market demand and mm-hmm. you've now got proof of concept, you've now done your launch, you've now got all of your data and we've like like pretty much hit our conversion rate benchmarks, but we can see the areas of optimization and you're so right. For you, it's differentiation and I'm so excited to see where it all goes. Yes, so am I, to be honest. <laughs> it's all It's all still in the works. But yeah, I I do am so appreciative of the all the testing and experience I've had. Um, you wouldn't get any of that if you used a different method to launch your course and you just shoved it out there into the world and mm-hmm. hope for the best. But when you actually communicate with your audience and really listen to what they need, um, not only does it serve them better, but it really helps to just refine and focus what you're doing so your thoughts aren't just flying around your head. You can just do what they tell you to do and that's all you have to do. (laughs) So what would you say to someone that is like brit a year ago (laughs) that's thinking about I want to create a digital course. I feel like I'm completely just at capacity with what I'm doing in my service work but I don't have the time and I don't know whether to do it. Uh, What would you say to like the old you? Um, do I would say to me, I said, would would you want to be in this position, you know, in another year? Would you want to be still stressed, still over capacity, working too much than you anticipated, um, and building up this business in a way that you don't actually like envision for the future and that doesn't feel aligned to you? Or do you want to knuckle down for, you know, 12 months and completely change change your future um and that's what I said to myself really to be honest I said I don't want to be here in, a, in another year um I want this to look different I want to feel different I want to create something I'm super proud of and work on a project that is for me and my business um mm-hmm. and stop working for everyone else and helping grow and help their business to thrive which is obviously an honor and it's it's amazing but I want to do this for me and in mm-hmm. my future so that's my advice. Choose and your you like, choose your hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cho- choose your hard. Where did yeah. you get that from? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Um, and so, what would you say, like, with the perspective of you know the last twelve months and where you are now? Um, what would you say is like one of the biggest challenges you didn't know was coming, and one of the biggest things mm. that you're proud of yourself for? Um. Oh gosh, there's been a lot of challenges. I think it would be hard to select one. Um. I have spoken like, you know, in our, our group calls and, and to you, um, I really did struggle with the workload of creating a course um, for the foundation round back to back. That was a really intense eight week period. Um, so that was a challenge while I kind of, I knew it and I went into it knowing this is going to be hard. It, it just really was hard. Yeah. Um, but so grateful I came out the other side, but 
I think the other challenges are just all the to-dos. It's just this never real ending to-do list. If you want to keep optimizing and improving and, and getting it better, I think anyone that says, like you said, I created a course in a week and now it's done and I'm just living passively on the beach in the Caribbean. I'm like, okay, sure. You're lying. I don't believe you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I still see it and it's frustrating to see to see it and to also see other people being like, oh, yeah, I'll try that and I'll give it a go and then not getting the results they want. Yeah. So, yeah, the challenge of the never-ending to-do list, but I think that's course creation um, in a nutshell. <laughs> so what are you proud of? Oh, just that I just did it. Just that I I did it. I did the thing that I wanted to do. And I, like I said before, I really just went into it. I said, if I walk out the other side of this program with a course that's built, um, I will be 100% happy, but I've walked, I'm not walking out, I'm staying. Um, But (laughs) um, I've come out the other side like a year later with a course, but also with paying students multiple paying students, um, new launches on the horizon, um, income from this, um, and, yeah, just a whole new side to my business that really re-energizes me and and really lights me up. So I'm just proud of me, to be honest. (laughs) I'm proud of you too. I feel like it's the hardest thing is deciding to start and even though it's not a walk in the park, it is the most worthwhile thing you do. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that separates people from you know, you know, people that just coast along and I did it for years and years. And then the people that just put a stake in the ground and say, no, like now's the time and I'm actually going to mm-hmm. do it. You did that. And Britt, I'm really proud of you. And I'm really, I, I truly do admire how you show up in the world and yeah. the work that you've put into your course. And I just, yeah, I want to say props to you. Congratulations yeah. for all of the hard work you've put in for the last year. Thank you. I'm so, so, so grateful for you and the Launchpad team. And yeah, I, I, obviously, you know, it takes yourself and your own knowledge and capacity to build these things, but having these frameworks around me and the support, like, oh my gosh, it it takes a village, I say, to build a course. (laughs) You need your family, your friends support, you need, you know, your guidance and you need mentors and yeah, you need everything like you can't go into this alone um anyone that is going into it alone um I say you know go go check out Launchpad and I promise you will have less breakdowns (laughs) not no breakdowns less no yeah yeah but we'll we'll support you through the breakdowns (laughs) exactly have a friend yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing, Brit. And so for anyone that is, I'm sure there'll be people that are curious to know um, your course, your funnels. Mm-hmm. Can we get get them into, into there? Yes. Um, I do have my funnel launching actually very, very soon. So that's going to be probably available by the time this podcast is live. Yep. Um, all of the details are on my Instagram. Um, I have a free content planner as well, um, as well if you want just something to help to guide your content planning journey Um, but if you're looking for more than that honestly just shoot me a dm um, and i'd love to chat to you all whether you're a aspiring course creator someone that's halfway down the journey um, i work with mostly my program is mostly focused with service-based businesses coaches mentors all that sort of stuff so i'd love to chat to you Amazing. That's the social Britify on (laughs) instagram and a huge thank you to you brit thank you so much 
Thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, make sure you click the little plus button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so that you get new episodes to your device every single week. And if you're a current or aspiring course creator ready to hit the lifestyle business sweet spot, head to www.thecoursecartel.com forward slash training and we will send you the complete roadmap. It will all be laid out for you. Thank you.